So I don't just like listening to music with a socially conscious message. I like to talk about these things as well. And I do so on the Earnest Thoughts podcast. The Earnest Thoughts podcast is a weekly podcast just like this one where I talk about social issues going on within the world, going on within the United States, life in general, pretty much everything that's outside of music specifically because I have this wonderful podcast for that. So if you want to hear my thoughts on anything outside of the music, check out the Earnest Thoughts podcast. You can check that podcast out and subscribe to it on the same platforms you're listening to this podcast. I appreciate your listening. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. You love Ernest. Same guy, different name. Back again with another episode of the My Two Cents podcast. Tired as hell, but the show must do what? Go on. So, as I mentioned last week in last week's episode, if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that, of course. But I said I was going to review the new album from King Crooked and Joel Ortiz two members of the former group Slaughterhouse with their new album, a new joint project together, The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse. So this review is not going to be my typical review that I do on here where I talk about the pros, the cons, and then I give the rating, I give the album or the project a rating out of 10. Um, and then, you know, if I have favorite songs from the project, then I'll list off my favorite songs. I will talk about the, what I thought was good and bad from this album here. Um, I'm not giving it a rating. I didn't give it a rating, so there's not going to be a rating in this episode. And as far as the music goes, as far as sonically... Um, I do make comments on it. I mean, I do have notes here that I'm going to read off of pretty much. Um, I do make comments about the music per se, but I was more so focused on the content of what is what was being said by King Crooked and Joel Ortiz. As I stated last week as well, that's how I was going to do this review. This was not going to be your traditional review where, yeah, content is important within the music that I listen to, if I like it or not. But also, as you know, my saying goes, for those who know, the music has to sound good. I didn't necessarily care about the music sounding good on this album. Now, I will say it did. It did sound good. So I wasn't like, you know, it was bad music on here. Um, but again that wasn't the point even if it was terrible I would have at least for this album here would have let it slide because again my focus was more so on what was being said okay now we got that out the way let's get into my actual thoughts about the rise and fall of Slaughterhouse I don't know if they're calling themselves uh, Slaughterhouse uh, King Crooked and Joel Ortiz so that's why I'm just calling them by their names um, because I don't, it's, it's, they do have, this is their, I believe their, their second album together. 
So I think it's safe to say that these two are going to continue to make music together. Um, you know, so, but as far as a group name or whatever, um, I don't know of any, you know, if if they're going to not use Slaughterhouse or whatever, but let's get on to the, my first point here. Um, speaking of that, the, to me, it was revealed on the song backstage, uh, dope song, by the way. But it was revealed on the song Backstage that these dudes, to me at least, it sounded more so like they were really, really good work friends. But as far as just friends outside of the group, to me, it just really wasn't like all of this just seems all of this meaning the drama between the members of Slaughterhouse just seems like um now it just seems extra ridiculous because it's like y'all and again i could be wrong i mean everybody in the group says that they were you know once cool with one another or once cool with the other two members and stuff um you know joe and royce still say they have a lot of love for king crooked and joel ortiz and things of that nature but when you here in the song backstage where Joel Ortiz especially um, is talking about how some of his favorite moments of being a member of Slaughterhouse were those moments backstage before they did a show because it just felt like that's when the camaraderie was actually there you know and then obviously when they went on stage and did their thing you saw them do their thing but then King Crooked brought this up on his verse that after the show, it was everybody went to their hotel rooms. There was no speaking. There was no nothing. And same thing on tour. Same thing. But it just seemed as though after work. And that's why I said here, it doesn't seem like these dudes are really friends, just really good work friends. And for those who, you know, know what a work friend is, you know that these are the people that you work with. I'm not saying that's everybody, but we all have or you had, you know, co-workers that we were really tight with, but we didn't necessarily hang out with them outside of work. We didn't talk to them outside of work. We didn't do any of that. Um, So to me, that's what I consider a work work friend, you know, some, you know, the people that you work with and you're really, really tight with, then they're a step above, you know, the other uh, co-workers that you have because, you know, you're not buddy-buddy with those other co-workers, but you seem to be really tight with these ones. But again, when y'all go home, when y'all leave work, that communication, that camaraderie, that, that friendship that you all have, that chemistry even, that you all have while you're on the job does not spill over to outside of the job. Hence why the uh, what hence why I say work friends. And backstage again made it seem as though that was the case with Slaughterhouse. That you know maybe these dudes want want to you know put on the perception or at least 
are uh, they believe that they should be deeper than just work friends but at the same time the reality of it is is just y'all were really really good work friends now again uh, this is someone who is just speaking about you know what i heard on this album um I do believe that as far as what I truly believe, I believe that, yeah, I think the work friends thing, their work friends analogy that I gave, um, there is some validity to it, but I do believe that there had, the relationship had to been deeper than that. Although they may not have been, uh, you know, communicating the best or at all really after a show or after a tour or whatever, right? Um, but next point that I have on here is there were definitely disses. Joe got most of the disses. He got most of the slugs, to be honest with you, the virtual slugs, of course. Um, but Royce was disrespected on here as well, but Joe got most of the disses, but nonetheless, there were dis, there were, there were disses on this album. Um, as I mentioned last week, again, if you haven't listened to it, that episode, listen to it. Um, but as I mentioned last week, I said that I hope this is not an album um, that is riddled with disses. And I was still calling this a diss album even prior to listening to it because I just felt like there was going to be something on this project that was deeper than just, okay, I'm just airing my grievances. Although I will say that is the majority of this project. I do not take this comment here and make it and if you're like if you're especially a slaughterhouse fan and you're like I did not want to listen to an album that's all about dissing the other members of slaughterhouse therefore I won't listen to this album I still think it's really up to you obviously I'm still going to suggest that you do listen to this album here um but don't be naive there are disses on here um and yeah, that didn't necessarily sit right with me. I could have, you know, the, the rest of the album, as far as just airing the grievances and saying how they felt, um, that's the stuff that I more so did not mind hearing on this album because that's what I wanted the entire album to be. Um, also, this entire album is not... <clears throat> even focused on what happened with Slaughterhouse, to be honest with y'all. Um, 92% of it is. 8%. These are just numbers that I'm pointing out there. 8% of this album was not focused more so on, uh, you know, the Slaughterhouse. 8% of it was Joel and King Crooked rapping about you know just 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 rapping in general right other stuff outside of what happened i'm not saying that's a con i'm not saying that's a bad thing all i'm saying is if you want a breakdown of how much is of this stuff is a diss or airing grievances and this then the third um let me put it that way all right let me put it in those three categories i'm gonna say two percent of this album is there, there's disses on here. Two percent. Ninety-six percent of that, if we're going to do the math and break it down, ninety-six, ninety-six percent 
um, is, well, you know, I won't even say 96, because if I said 2% was, um, this is why I don't do math out loud. This, there's a little bit of dissing, <laughs> a little bit of dissing, not much, but a little bit of dissing. There is a lot of storytelling, airing of grievances, but there is the second most thing, which isn't even a lot. Like I said, it was 8% when I was comparing it to solely just the uh, airing of grievances aspect of this album, not the disses. I said it was about 8%. 8% of that is, yeah, yeah, my, my math is... No, I'm not even going to say my math is right because it's not. Um, But let me just go with that number still. 8% of it is just songs that you probably would hear on a different project uh, made by King Crooked and Joel Ortiz once again. Had had they not included sound bites and and all this other stuff um, about what happened. But I, I say that just to say that yeah there are disses on here so you're you're be wary of that if you haven't listened to this album that's point that i have is crooked's aggression makes me think that this was more of his idea uh and the song fuck glass house is what i quoted um, as to why I believe that is the case. Now, I'm not saying that Joel Ortiz, because he's on here, obviously, as well, and he's being aggressive, and he is um, talking his shit. But there are moments, just like on Fuck Glass House, and by the way, Glass House was the album that Slaughterhouse was making while all that drama was going on. In fact... I believe the album was done. The problem was, or at least, you know, one of the many issues they were having was they didn't necessarily have a label to put the album out on. Um, And then, of course, you got Joe Budden, who is all about being an independent artist, this, that, the third, blank, blank, all that. Um, But Crooked really wanted to... uh, find a deal so they can put out the album so they can continue putting out music so glass house would have been the last album had they put it out glass house would have been the last album that we've heard from slaughterhouse it wasn't their intended last uh, last album but it was supposed to be an album that was Uh, again and it was done it's a complete album that maybe we'll never hear you know I think there's a high probability that we won't hear that album Um, but again just that's what it was Um, but they got a song called Fuck Glass House which again I think it's it's although that again they're, they're, they're airing their grievances that is kind of disrespectful, you know? Um, that was one of the disses that I'm talking about. Where I'm like, they didn't necessarily have to go as far as they did. 
on here to to make the points that they wanted to make. Um, but it is what it is. They did it. And because of a lot of this shit King Crooked was saying on this project here, again, it made me just, it just made me feel like, and some of the outside actions, and not even some, a lot of the outside actions that he's doing, especially on Twitter, talking about it and everything else. I feel like this album was more so his idea. Uh, but again, that's not to take away from Joel Ortiz's part. That's not to take away from his responsibility and all this. That's not judging the dudes. All I'm saying is I just, you know, get the sense that this album was more so of one of the duos idea than the other one. The other one agreed to it for sure, obviously, because he's on this album. But I feel like he, it wasn't like a collaborative thing where they both came together and was like, yo, let's make this album called The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse and let's, you know, come up with it this way. I think the idea was presented by the man who supposedly presented a lot of things, you know, deals and things, King Crooked, and then Joel agreed to it, and then they discussed how the album will be and all that other stuff, right? So that's what I mean by all right next i have a lot of questions a lot of questioning the validity of the relationship which is fair um what i mean by that is there was a lot of songs that again both both dudes king crooked and 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 joel ortiz had and it just seemed as though they were questioning how real or honest not only the members of Slaughterhouse were or just the other members uh, Joe Joe Budden and Royster 59 uh, but just you know the business doings and all the other people behind all of that um, and I said that was fair it's fair to question all of that because um, of what they went through obviously of what they went through they have a right to feel however they want to feel about the situation they have a right to question, yo, what was true or what wasn't true or was this even something that was meant to be longer than what it was or was this just, you know, something that was meant for a specific moment and when that moment came down in time, the people who are involved in uh, being sneaky uh, were were being sneaky and left them to out of the loop. Again, it's fair. It's fair questioning. It's a fair assessment to even say, uh, again, these dudes, uh, you you know, the the, the these uh, two wanted to air their grievances. All right tired y'all but I still gotta keep going um but yeah it's fair that's why I say that's why I have it quoted here it's fear of them to ask that and that's not a problem that I have at all um next I say I said if they all were distant after shows 
shouldn't Joel and Crooked take the blame themselves for that too? Now, as I'm listening to this album, I don't know how y'all listen to albums, but me specifically, especially in an album like this, I'm going to listen to everything someone says, right? I'm going to pay attention to say, okay, but in this first song, you said X, Y, and Z. And now you're saying this in this song. Case in point, again, I go back to reference the song Backstage. Where Crooked made it clear in the song that whenever they would do a tour or a show or whatever, it got to a point where they even after the show they would all immediately just go to their hotel rooms immediately just go and do whatever they want uh but solo you know they wasn't doing things as a group they weren't hanging out outside of work as i stated before with the work friends analogy it was really tight when it came down to work but outside of work it was where our own people obviously were separate entities and we don't hang out we don't talk the next time we do hang out and talk is the next time we go back into work. Simple as that. So my question came, if Crooked acknowledged that, Joel acknowledges that, again, this is a group effort. And this goes to what I was talking about last week. People should have done the things differently as far as communicating. If Crooked, if this was an issue that he had, and again, I don't know, he may have been speaking up about it. But again, on this album, it's like, if you saw that be the case, right? If you saw that happening, and this is something you witnessed, and you had an issue with it, yet you kept your mouth quiet about it, Yet you didn't even go to Joel Ortiz about it. You didn't go to Royce. You didn't go to Joe and say, yo, hey guys, um, why is it that every time we do a show, especially when we on tour, we just go back to the hotel room and we don't even speak. We don't even acknowledge one another. We just tore this show down, right? But we get off the stage and then it's like, it's okay, see you, see you tomorrow when we go back to work. If that's an issue, obviously speak up on it. And yeah, they're speaking upon it now, but if they would have said something earlier, obviously I think it would have, well, I don't, I can't say obviously, but I think it would have just done a lot more to speak, speak up on it then, than now. So yeah, that was one of the things where I'm like, Joel and King Crooked, y'all have yourselves to blame for that just as much. You should put the onus on yourself for that aspect as you're putting it in on Joe, as you're putting it on Royce. And hell, these two, although they did an album together, they also need to be placing said blame on one another. But again, this equal amount of blame that they're placing on themselves because that is something that they were all involved with it wasn't like he said oh we did a show and it was only just me and Joel hanging out because whenever we would try to hang out with the rest of the fellas they would go back to the hotel rooms and you know whatever they didn't want to hang out no it was 
we all did this thing. So why is it on this album, you're making it, you know, sound like this was just a Joe and Ryan thing when it was not only Joe, Joe and Royce, when I say Ryan, I mean Royce people, sorry about that. Uh, but you know, it's not just a Joe and Royce going back to the hotel rooms. It's also King Crooked. It's also Joel Ortiz. It's it's all of y'all. So that was one of the things that I, I really paid attention to. And I, and I had to question that. I had to ask that question. Um, and it did it on the song Brothers Keeper 2. I really got, I really don't think that these two dudes are that damn tight. I'm sorry. I think they cool. Don't get me wrong. I think they're cool and they're cordial and they're, and, 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 you know, they make, obviously they make dope music, not only just individually, but together as I've heard for the first time after listening to this album here, because I didn't listen to their first joint project. I listened to this project here and I will say King Crooked and Joel Ortiz make a make a really good team. Make a really good team together. Alright, that was dope in Slaughterhouse. So I can't be too surprised that outside of Slaughterhouse, even j- just them two, they're really dope. But I really do not believe that that whole, oh, I'm my brother's keeper and we're gonna be super tight and buddy buddy. I just that track was out of all the tracks to me was the least believable i'm sorry that's just i'm just gonna have to keep it blunt that was the least believable track i'm not saying it's the worst track on here but it's the least believable track on this thing i didn't want to come out and say these motherfuckers is liars or they lying about this or i think they're telling the truth about x y and z because i don't know but brothers keeper 2 is just not something that i'm gonna sit here and say that i buy I, I'm just not going to lie about that. I'm not going to lie to you. Damn sure I'm not going to lie to myself about that. That was not a song where I felt as though that they actually, this bond between them two, I, did, I think it's tight, but I really don't think it's as tight as Brothers Keepers tight. Nah. Anyways, next point. I did say, as I mentioned before, I'm glad the entire album was not on this mess, although that it typically goes, you know, against my, you know, when I talk about themes and how I like projects to be on a specific theme and everything, right? Again, if we're just basing it off of the content that is actually about Slaughterhouse and the content that is not necessarily directly about Slaughterhouse, I want to say that 92% of this album here, hell, nah, I might even try to bump it up, 96, I'm bumping up to 96, 96% of it is, is actually on par with, you know, what they deem as the rise and fall of Slaughterhouse, right, which means there's 4% left that the rest of the album was not of that, um, it's still so for the most part yes this album still fit the theme but i was glad to hear even though i didn't necessarily care too much about the other songs um the songs outside of the you know the slaughterhouse topic whatever um because some of them were just i just felt like they just did not necessarily sound too well 
right? Not everything was on this album, which is complete banger. But there are some dope tracks on here. I will say that. But, um, you know, I was glad to see that. Like I said, I was glad to see that because um, although the theme is, you know, let's talk about the rise and fall of Slaughterhouse. It was good. It, 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 it To me, it just felt like they were those last few tracks, especially it was like we're moving on from this situation. You know, we're moving forward from this situation, which means that, yay, there might not be any more rise and flaw rise and fall of slaughterhouse albums um from these two let me put it out now if the other two members want to put something together i doubt that's ever going to happen but if they did that then sure you know i'll listen to that and give it the same fair treatment as i gave this album here but the tracks that weren't necessarily on par with the theme of this album again like i said I was happy that they're on this project because it just seemed like these two dudes is they're like okay we did this album we said what we said now we're ready to move on we're ready to talk about you know some other shit we're ready to continue making duo albums just not about this stuff hopefully I'm that that's the case if I'm wrong that would be kind of disappointing because what else could they say Felt like they said everything on this album. Um, in fact, if you saw the lives that I was referencing and King Crooked's video that he did, literally everything that they said in the live, everything that was said in the live, let me put it that way, and everything in both lives was on this album. So it wasn't like they filled us in on a lot more stuff that wasn't said. Sure. They named a lot more names like Peter Rosenberg and all these other individuals, but they didn't necessarily say anything because they mentioned those people in the past. To me, at least, they didn't necessarily say anything that was super revealing. So there's that aspect of it. Um... I got here oh yeah let's talk about the track still in my feelings still in my feelings is let me just read it verbatim still in my feelings is the song right it's on this album and it is serving almost the same type of front as it did on autograph so, Still In My Feelings is a song on Autograph, Joel Ortiz's last solo album, from what I understand, the last solo album, right? So, I did the review for that, I think at the beginning of this year, that was one of the first albums I did. It came out in 2021, though, but that was one of the first albums I, I reviewed for this year on this podcast. Still In My Feelings was on that album but it was just Joel's just Joel's verse because it was just his song 
they uploaded the song here, but then added Crook's voice or credit added a King Crooked's verse to make it so it's, you know, uh, obviously both of them on this one song. Now, it's still a hot song. I ain't going front. It's still a dope song. But you cannot have a track called Still In My Feelings. The song is clearly about the situation. They still feel a way about it, right? Both of them, especially Crooked. Have this song be played. I want to say maybe eight to nine, maybe even ten tracks after where Crooked and Joel are just like, yo, we good though. We we not talking about this shit no more at the beginning of this album. I forgot what song it was, but Crooked made comments like that. You listen. After this shit, we good. You know, boom. So, if I had to say, okay, one of the cons on this album was is I would have to say organization to the point where y'all niggas contradicted yourself so fucking much. Yes, there are some, there's a lot of, con- a few contradictions. A few too many, though. And it's like, on one track, y'all are like, we good. I ain't even speaking on it no more. And then you put out tracks dissing these dudes. Or you put, then you put out tracks like, I'm still in my feelings. And you going hard on both members. Again, I'm all for the airing and grievances. But let's keep it real. If you still feel a way about it, keep it real and say so. They did that on some tracks. If you're over it, be over it. And don't say I'm over it. And then actually not actually be over it. That's childish. Again, this is the shit that annoys me because these are some grown ass men. And that's not the stuff that I like to see grown men, especially grown men that I'm a fan of, do. Say things like, oh, I'm over this, I'm this or that, and, it, and then you can't necessarily keep your word on it. So I had to take that as a no. Again, I listened to this album. I, I don't mean just listen as in I had it on in the background. While I was, you know, on my phone scrolling or whatever. Like, I mean, I listened to this album. Words. What was being said. I listened. I took note of, okay, this song is here. And this song is at the, toward the end or toward the bottom half of this album here. But I want to know why they didn't necessarily organize it to the best of their ability. You know what I'm saying? To me, a good buildup would have been the more aggressive, more, you know, fuck you type tracks. And then if you had some more, you know what, I'm good shit to say, have that be at the end. Not in reverse. And definitely not to the, to, you know, I don't think that, again, the last few tracks, few, again, few, not all, but the last few tracks were not necessarily... about slaughterhouse so in 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 organization in that regards not too bad all right um last point that i have here overall i think it's a good album 
but it did not make them look better. It did not make Joe and Royce look worse either. There are contradictions on this album um, toward the end and various parts of this album, which come off as them being liars. That's what I have written here in my notes. So just to reiterate, just to paraphrase myself, it's a good album. I think this is a good album. I you 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 heard me critique it and everything. You're like, oh, he's. Your... I still think this is a good album. Not just because, although I said I'm not grading it based off. I didn't give it a rating period, but I wasn't grading it based off of whether I, the music sounded good or not. But the music does sound good on here. Not all of it, but they're good enough. You know, is is it's a good enough album for me to say sonically, this is a good album. Content-wise, although again, disorganization is a problem to me. The contradiction is a problem to me. For the most part, as I stated, 96% of it is them airing their grievances. Then you got the 2% that's disses, and then you got the other two that is... Um, non-related to the slaughterhouse thing at all if we're doing that type of breakdown so i i I still would recommend people to listen to this but as i stated the last comment um i want to reread that part because that was actually important so the contradictions themselves toward the end, which can come off as them being liars. I think that's the important one of the most more important things to focus on, because again, when you watch the live between Joe Budden, rest of five nine, and Joel Ortiz, you have Joel who's accusing Royce and Joe of being liars. Then Joe and Royce make it clear that what it like, what did we line about and everything? And again, I, I did my whole breakdown of the lies last week, so y'all listen to that if you want to know my thoughts. But pretty much, one of the things that was agreed upon between Joe and Royce was these dudes are lying. These dudes are lying about things, and we don't understand why. Um. And this upsets us because they are lying in, on us. Again, I'm not saying that this album is a straight... I would not say this album was good if I believed this was a straight up lie. But there are contradictions on this album. Um, as I mentioned before, one of the contradictions being how Crook especially brings up that whenever they did shows and things, they will all go back to the hotel rooms. So it wasn't like they were really buddy, buddy, buddy. Okay? Work friends, essentially. That's all they were, right? But then you get so upset to the point where, you know, you, you, you're you acting like they're... If you knew this from the jump, again, you should have held yourself just as much as accountable as you're holding the other two members. And, and like, like I mentioned... You need to also hold Joel Ortiz accountable, just as much accountable as you're holding yourself, as you're holding the other two members that this album is directed to, simply because that's something you acknowledge and something that you was a part of. 
That right there seems like a contradiction. I didn't hear much of, damn, this is what we could have done. I didn't hear any. Let me even put it that way. I didn't hear any of, damn, this is what we could have done from Joel Ortiz and King Crooked on this album. What I heard when they brought brought about when they brought up themselves was all I did for the group was this. All I wanted to do to do was this. Damn, I should have saw the signs. I should have saw the writing on the wall when this happened. When that happened. And no doubt, they 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 probably do actually have, I mean, not probably, they actually do have moments where they're like, man, I should have realized this, that, and the third. I get it. I get that aspect. But that was one of the contradictions. Another one was, there's a clear soundbite of Eminem talking and how he, this is at the beginning, literally the first, the first thing when you turn on this album, you hear this, how Slaughterhouse got their name and everything else. Then later on in the album, King Crooked is literally saying he's the reason why Slaughterhouse is together. It's like, do you all not listen to the albums that you, the album that you put together? Like, did you just go into the studio, make these songs with Joel, um, and then you had someone else handle the situation? Because that is a dirty, dirty, dirty organizational job from whoever was in charge of organizing this project. Ain't no way in hell can can you then try to take credit for formulating a group that on your own album you have Eminem <laughs> being credited for the formulation of Slaughterhouse. Contradictions. And again, I'm not trying to go in on these people. I'm not trying to disrespect them, but the contradictions, like I said, on this album you guys got to listen to it i'm pointing it out for y'all for those who are hard of listening or you know maybe you didn't catch it but now that i pointed it out it's up to you if you haven't even hell maybe some of y'all point uh, heard heard uh heard it before i did because you listened to the album before i did you know um i listened to this album this week this not this week as in like the week you might be listening to this episode this week as in well i'm recording this on a sunday okay i started listening to it on uh, monday you know so leading up to this recording is what i'm saying by this week but the album came out the week before the episode that i did last week that album was that the album dropped so it's about two weeks old and I only have a week's worth of listening to it but I will say again as of listening to it um this like I said it's a good album I'm not saying don't listen to this please listen to it please make your own mind up but this is my takeaways from the album. This is what I got from the listens that I listened to it. And as I mentioned before, this is if the point of this album, which I don't think it. Well, I think part of it was to be honest with you, but it it just was a failed attempt to be honest with you. 
It did not make me look at Joe and Royce any differently. It did not make me look at Joel Ortiz and King Crooked much differently, but the contradictions, which to me is the worst part about this album, no matter what songs I disliked, liked, or whatever, that is the worst part about this album. That part just makes me say, I, I would, makes me question for more clarification on things. What do you mean by you are the reason why this group came together? On this album, you have literally audio of Eminem <laughs> talking about how he's responsible for Slaughterhouse being a thing, coming together and everything. So that's what I got to say. But uh, I guess rant over, <laughs> if you want to call it that. This has been another episode of the My Two Cents Podcast with your host, Ernest. You love Ernest and Guy, different name. If you listen to this album, I really uh, would like to know your thoughts. So send in a voice message feature if you do wish to do so. Or just let me know on Instagram. In the description box below, you can find the Instagram, the official Instagram of the My Two Cents Podcast. You can comment on the post or you can send me a direct message and do so. Both will be both the, uh, well, all of them. If you comment, if you send a DM, if you have a voice message um, about it, I will obviously read the comments that are readable and then have your audio play. So that's how you can be featured on the My Two Cents podcast. Check out the description box below for the other links as well. And until next time, until next episode, you hear from me when you hear from me. Peace out.